Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here alone today, but I'm talking about something that I love. I'm talking about getting started, homeschooling high school. I love talking with families who are new to this idea of homeschooling high school. Um, in particular, people who are just new to homeschooling. There are some of you who are listening to this who are thinking, oh, I'm not sure this is going to be a good fit for me because I've been homeschooling for quite a while. But if you haven't homeschooled high school before, you still might find some nuggets of um, information and ideas in here. So maybe don't give up on it. And certainly think about sharing this episode with friends you have who perhaps brought their kids home unintentionally during COVID schooling. There was this huge shift across the country when schools had to close because of coronavirus in the uh, late winter of 2020. And what we have seen is a lot of families scrambling to figure out how education takes place at home. And there's a difference between homeschooling and other kinds of education that take place at home. If you haven't thought about that before, I just want to encourage you to take a moment and think about that because it is not, um, it, it's not quite the same thing if your school has gone to distance learning, online, Zoom learning, um, but the teacher is still in charge of it and the district has still chosen the curriculum and the educational style and the requirements and it's happening on someone else's schedule. Um, Those things all still have your child learning at home, and they still have you as the parent having to oversee an awful lot that you were not overseeing before the schools had to close. But there is a different chunk of things that goes along with homeschooling. And the big thing that I'm referring to is choice. When your kid comes home for COVID schooling, they are still following the choices set by other people the school district, the teacher. When you are homeschooling, you are making a whole bunch of choices for your child's education for that year that you didn't have the opportunity to make when they were COVID schooling. And for some people, that sounds more intimidating. The thought of having to decide everything feels like, wow, I wouldn't even know where to begin. And if that's how you feel, well, this, this episode of the podcast is definitely going to help you because we're going to lean into some of those very practical, four very practical things to look into to get started in making those decisions. But if instead you're someone who has been feeling very frustrated with COVID schooling, but really enjoying having your kids at home more and having them learning at home, and you're thinking, I, I, I like them being here. I'm not sure that I want to send them back to traditional school for any number of reasons that you may have. Um, and But wow, I think I'd like to be making those choices. I think I'd like to have the responsibility of choosing their curriculum, the subjects that they're going to study, the books that they're going to read. I'm not sure how to make those choices, but I'm excited at the thought of having those choices. For, For people like you, this episode is also going to be helpful. And I want to encourage you to let yourself think that way. Because yes, it is additional work and additional responsibility. However, as a parent, you're already so attuned to your kids, to their needs, to your family's style and worldview, 
And those things guide all sorts of other choices you make for your kids all the time. Homeschooling and making those decisions about your child's education, it's basically an extension of all the other parenting that you already do. And so for those of you who find this kind of a um, very appealing idea to take on this added responsibility of choosing what the year is going to look like and what your child's educational path is going to be for the next nine months or a year, that's okay. You're not getting too big for your britches. You're not saying, I think that I know all there is to know about education. Therefore, I should be calling all the shots. This is not an arrogance thing. This is simply a, you're getting a taste of being your child's primary educator during COVID schooling. And you're saying, I think I like being my child's educator. And I think I'd like to learn more about how to live this out. That's, that's cool. That's great. And I, I want to encourage you to lean into that. Uh, go back to the first kind of person. If you were not charmed by that idea of making all those decisions, and yet you still feel for whatever reasons that it might be best for your child to stay home, and um, you really embrace the homeschooling thing rather than the distance learning through the school district, then uh, this is going to help you. This is going to help you figure out how to maybe get a little bit more excited about that idea. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. There are four basic things that we're going to look at today that are kind of at the core of deciding, yeah, I'm going to homeschool high school for this year for my kid. All right, so the first thing is find out what the laws are in your state, in your area. There is not some universal uh, homeschool regulation for the United States of America. And plus, there are lots of other countries around the world, and we have international listeners to our podcast. So wherever you live... There are laws that have something to do with homeschooling, even if the law is we don't pay any attention to homeschoolers, they can do whatever they want. That's still what the rules are for your area. Most of the states in the U.S. do have some degree of oversight. It varies a lot from one state to another. So you want to find out what the rules are for the area in which you live. And there's a really easy way to find that out. You're going to thank me for telling you this. There's this wonderful organization called the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And they have for many, many years been legally defending the rights of homeschoolers and helping homeschoolers um, present their cases in court when there have been problems, especially in the early years of homeschooling when it was not looked upon favorably like it is now. It is much more mainstream now than it was back in the days... um, around the time I started homeschooling my kids, but really even a little bit before that. So we're talking 25 to 30 years ago. So those of you who are beginning the homeschool adventure now, you live in a much more favorable climate, and uh, and that's cool. It's going to be interesting to see as we emerge from the COVID schooling era, this first time where, where schools had to close and, uh, and kids had to come home because of COVID-19, and to see what happens with homeschool regulation in the year to come and in the next couple of years, in 2021 and 22. I'm curious to see what the impact is going to be on the laws regarding homeschoolers. And we're going to want to keep a close watch on that and make sure that homeschool families' rights are protected. And so the Homeschool Legal Defense Association has been a wonderful blessing in past decades and I believe is going to continue to be a really important part of the homeschool story in the U.S. going forward. 
So their website, hslda.org, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, hslda.org, is um, a terrific one-stop shop for finding out what the laws are in your local state. They have a tab there on their website that just tells you the laws by state, and they keep this information up to date. They have people who are uh, watching all the time in all the states to see when changes are made so that the information that they're giving out to potential homeschooling families is accurate. Um, By the way, we are not affiliates. We're getting no money for giving them shout-outs here. We just really believe in the work that they do, and we have been blessed by it, um, like I said, over decades now. And so we encourage you to avail yourself of that resource. Find out what the laws are in your local state at hslda.org. Okay, once you know what the laws say for where you live, then you want to take a look around at your community and get a feel for what is going on with homeschoolers in your literal neck of the woods. Some areas of the country have almost nothing, Um, in particular rural areas where people are very distant from one another anyway. There tends to be not a whole lot of homeschool community and cooperation, but there are many, many, many areas of the country, both urban and suburban, where you have hugely active in real life local communities. You have people who have um, really big structured co-ops where they offer all sorts of academic classes and where you have um, parent teachers with various degrees of expertise in, in different things like the lab sciences or the higher maths or high school writing, things that maybe are intimidating to take on by yourself at home. And these large co-ops come together and um, offer classes. Sometimes they be formalize to the point that they become what we call hybrid schools offering classes a couple of days a week, or they become diploma programs where they oversee um, and serve as academic um, advisors to high school students who are homeschooling in their area. So sometimes there are, there are really large groups of homeschool families who are working together in a local area. That was the case for us at Seven Sisters. That's actually where all of us became friends was through our local homeschooling community and through co-oping together over many years. And uh, here we are all, all these years later, all our kids graduated and seeing our grandkids growing up and we're still working together at sevensistershomeschool.com, creating um, PDF curriculum that reflects what we have come to love so much about homeschooling, that there should be no busy work, no overkill, that the instructions should be adaptable so you can fit it to your family instead of trying to fit your family into some piece of curriculum. And that kids should be learning to think, not just to memorize something and and spit back information, but that they should be learning to think. So that's why we started SevenSistersHomeschool.com. If you've never checked out our curriculum, I strongly encourage you to. I'm really proud of, of the titles that we have there. And they have been used for many, many years by real homeschooling families with a whole variety of styles and needs. And they have found them to be really solid resources. So sevensistershomeschool.com, go to the ebook store and see what there is to see. So if your local community has a lot to offer, that's wonderful. Um, How do you find out? Well, these days the easiest way is to search online and um, search for homeschool in your community. Look for Facebook groups and uh, see what you can find that's going on locally. If you 
get a general picture of whether you're going to be doing this very much on your own or whether there are lots of opportunities to homeschool in community in your local area. Then the next step, the third step, is to find out what kind of resources you might want to avail yourself of for community online. And there you're going to find a lot. It's one of the wonderful things about the internet for homeschoolers is that there is so much internet community for homeschoolers who have similar needs, who have similar interests, who have similar styles of education. You can find groups and forums for people who are pursuing classical education. You can find groups and forums for people who have kids with special needs. You can find groups and forums for people who are um, homeschooling an only child. You can find resources for people who are schooling multiple age kids, running the spectrum from toddlers up through teens. You can find somebody else out there who is homeschooling in something kind of sort of like the circumstances that you are homeschooling in. And you can connect with them. And you can swap ideas and you can um, uh, share your experiences with pieces of curriculum. You can recommend things. You can warn people of pitfalls that you encountered. You can share all kinds of wonderful resources and encouragement in online community. All right, so that's our first three things. First is find out the laws in your state. Second is find out what's available to you in your local in real life community. Third is explore what's available to you in online community. And fourth is get a feel for curriculum. There's a lot to choose from. And this is a, this is a thing that's going to take a little bit of time. This is not something you're going to do in an hour. Um, you, I mean, you could. You could just go and order the first curriculum in a box that you find and say, well, we're just going to try this. But don't do that. <laughs> curriculum is so much more fun than that. There's so many varieties. And it's well worth the time that you're going to spend reading reviews, looking into different publishers, and asking yourself some questions to figure out what your, um, what your educational style is likely to be in this homeschooling adventure. Now, if you've never homeschooled before, you may be saying, how in the world would I know what my homeschool style is going to be? Well, here's the thing. You know what you like, and you know what your kid likes. You know what you don't like, and you know what your kid doesn't like. If you're looking at high school, then your kid has been in school for several years. Whether that has been at home or whether that's been in traditional classrooms, you have a pretty good idea of what subjects your kid loves, what subjects come naturally, and what are a struggle, what pieces of their work and their homework have just made your teeth itch as the parent looking at it? What things have made you think this is ridiculous, this is not the way this should be done, this is a waste of time, or this is um, unnecessarily confusing, or what, what are the things that you haven't liked in the past? Jot down some notes about that. Talk to your kid. What are some things, kiddo, that you haven't liked in the past? Um, and then what are things that you've loved? What have been some of the best moments in education up to this point? Those kinds of questions are going to tell you a lot about the type of curriculum that you want to look into. If all of those best moments have been associated with field trips and hands-on experiences, then that tells you something right there about the style of home education that you are probably going to want to lean into for this new adventure of homeschooling high school. You're going to want to connect in real life with other people. Field trips are going to be important. Lab 
sciences are going to be really important. Fine arts are going to be very important. Community service, volunteering, shadowing, apprenticeships, career exploration, speech. These, um, the, these kinds of things are, are going to drive your enthusiasm. They're going to make it possible to then also do the subjects that don't really work well in that way. Certain pieces of math just have to be done. And um, certain difficult books just have to be read, even if they're challenging. But you're going to find out that, oh, the sweet spot, the sweet spot is that hands-on stuff, that experiential learning. Or maybe your kid is completely not wired that way. And the, the happiest moments, the most beautiful memories have been the research reports or projects where your child as an individual, independent learner, was researching and digging deeply into a particular topic. And that whole, um, that whole dive deep kind of, of strategy, that's your kid's sweet spot. And um, where they've liked to focus on one thing at a time, maybe to the point that some other things didn't get done when they should have and you had to play catch up later. That's going to tell you a lot about what your home educating style is going to be. So once you get some of those, we loved this and we didn't like this in the past notes made, then you're going to be able to find online um, publishers of curriculum that describe their curriculum in those same kind of terms. Like at sevensistershomeschool.com, we're big on no busy work. And if you have a student who really is bothered by things that feel like busy work, lots of repetition, worksheet style stuff, just not working for them, uh, then you know that finding a no busy work publisher is probably a good place to start shopping for curriculum. If instead you have someone who really loves traditional textbooks and doesn't want a lot of white space on the page, doesn't need a lot of visuals, is, likes things that are very word dense. They really like to lean into words and big, um, big ideas that are put forth in a very traditional black and white kind of way. Then you're going to know to look for some of the more traditional textbook style approaches to things. Um, but there's, there's a lot of common sense to all of this. Do you hear the thread of common sense that runs through all of it? Essentially, when you're looking for curriculum, you're looking for the type of learning that you already know your family is wired for. We're all different. There is not one right way to homeschool. And we say that all the time at sevensistershomeschool.com and on the Homeschool High School podcast. And we say it all the time because we genuinely believe it. So if you are looking at starting homeschooling high school and you haven't done it before, from that very starting line, remind yourself that there's not one right way to do this. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be exploring options that look like they might be a good fit for your family. Don't try to recreate someone else's school in your living room. Instead, figure out what home education looks like for your family and have the confidence to try different things, to lay something aside if it's not working well, and to go ahead and run with something when you hit something that really is operating in that sweet spot and your kid is learning lots and it's adding to harmony in your home instead of friction and it fits with your schedule and your overall lifestyle, oh, don't be afraid to just run with that and lean into it and celebrate it. Those are the moments that are going to instill a lifelong love of learning in your teen. Those are the things that are going to encourage him or her to keep learning always for the rest of life. And that's part of the beauty of home educating. You get to be a part of building that into 
your teenagers, graduating the kind of people who are going to be adults who still are humble enough to learn new things and to ask questions, who know how to find resources when they don't already know something, um, and who are going to be enthusiastic about new experiences and new people and new places. So that's, that's part. You can tell I get excited about that. But I, I, love, I love the opportunity that parents have when they decide to homeschool high school. I love the opportunity that parents have then to watch their child blossom toward adulthood with that attitude of lifelong learning. So um, four things if you are considering homeschooling high school for the first time. First thing is, what are the laws in your state? HSLDA.org. The second thing is, what's available in my local community? And looking online um, using location tools can be a really easy way to find out what's available. You don't have to participate in all of it, by the way. If you're in an area that has a lot of activity in homeschool community, you might find you get overwhelmed really quickly. Some people find that their first year homeschooling, they need to be primarily at home because they want to get used to just being with each other. They want to get used to this new season, this new environment, and that's okay too. All right, but find out what is available so that you know what's there and what you have to choose from. Then look into, third, your online opportunities for community. Find other homeschool families with similar interests or concerns and start sharing resources and ideas with them. And fourth, look into curriculum. If you would really like something to walk you through and hold your hand, um, there is a very inexpensive PDF download in the homeschool planning section at sevensistershomeschool.com in the ebook store. And it's called How to Choose Curriculum. And I think it's maybe $2 or something like that. Very inexpensive PDF download that walks you through um, a series of questions to ask yourself and specific things to consider that will help you figure out what curriculum titles you are going to purchase for your first year as a homeschool high schooler. And first, last, always in the middle as well, pray. If your family is going to be making the change and your kids are coming home post-COVID-19 to try homeschooling for real for high school, um, seek the Lord, ask him to guide you, uh, ask him to give you a vision and to help you set goals and priorities. Ask him to help you communicate well and to love one another well in the process. Making a change like this can add some tensions to relationships. You're together a lot more. You already know this from the COVID schooling weeks and months. Um, it's different when you're all home together much of the time. And if we're honest, we're going to admit that as much as we love our kids, we don't always love them well. And we need the love of the Lord operating in us and flowing through us to our kids to really build relationships. That is the best thing about homeschooling high school is the chance to spend that much more time building into those relationships with one another. And uh, so we definitely want to make sure that we're praying and we're humbly asking God to give us all the things that we don't already have because we're limited, every single one of us. And he is going to be faithful to do that because that's what he loves to do. He loves to draw us closer to himself and to build us in love with one another. So pray, find out what the laws are in your state, find out about your local community, your online community, and then choose some curriculum. 
and have fun. There's not one right way to do it. Just lean in to who your family is and see what kind of a home education experience grows out of that. I hope this was an encouragement and a challenge to just go ahead and start researching and digging into it and see where it takes you. And I also hope that you will join us for future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast. This was brought to you from 7sistershomeschool.com and carried on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Thanks for joining me.